Environmental Health Services Connecting Badgers podcast. My name is Mary Eldridge. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am a survivor services provider with mental health services at EOHS, and I am one of your hosts. Hello, my name is Casey Tice, LPC. I use she, her, and hers pronouns, and I am an access specialist and care manager at UHS. Greetings, everyone. My name is Liz Westcott Barton. I use she, her, and hers pronouns, and I'm also an access specialist and care manager here at UHS. It's important to note that this podcast does not replace mental health treatment and should not be considered as such. If you are interested in learning more about seeking mental health treatment at UHS, you can webbook a confidential access appointment through the My UHS portal. There is no problem too small to schedule an access appointment. Access specialists are here to discuss your concerns and assist you in getting connected to mental health resources. If you have any questions about meeting with an access specialist, you can call the Mental Health Services front desk at 608-265-5600, option number two, and we will answer any questions that you might have before you get scheduled. If you would prefer to get connected to a provider outside of UHS, we can assist with this we can assist with this also. As a reminder, you can access 24-7 crisis resources if in a mental health emergency. These include the UHS crisis line at 608-265-5600, option 9, and you can also call 911 in an emergency. Well, hello again, folks. As you may remember, um, our last episode focused on boundaries um, and setting boundaries, defining what those are, what those might look like for you, what happens if someone were to cross those boundaries for you, or even your own boundaries going against those, what that feels like. So curious um, if you all had been thinking about and keeping some of those boundaries in mind and um, thinking about setting those types of boundaries. Um, We were thinking about this week um, in terms of our topic um, for tools for the restart of classes and things like study tools and tips um, and how that really does connect with boundaries, especially in an era of pandemic currently and how we are all doing everything from home right now for the most part. So working, studying, um, test taking, working out, cooking, eating, taking care of families, it's, it's a lot. So um, in terms of setting those, those boundaries and looking at what that new semester might look like. I can't even believe that we're here. The fall semester, like it feels like it's still June. Mm-hmm. And it also feels like June has lasted 19 months, so. yes it's kind of interesting to think about it like that but yeah here we are ready for the semester i hope uh folks are starting to feel ready too yes same welcome back to campus everybody we're excited that you're here and we're hoping that you're staying safe and well and healthy and we're also here to support you in that process too so yeah, as we like talk about today about the restart of classes, um, uh, like boundaries, your well-being, and all of that. Um, uh, I guess like one of my hopes is that you can take some tools from today um, and apply them to your daily life um, uh, as a student um, uh, and everywhere else. One of the tools that I would like to talk about today, and I and I hope that. Um, uh, this is helpful, is segmentation. Um, uh, So segmentation, 
maybe a, a kind of complicated term when we think about it. Um, uh, but if we kind of like turn it into like a more daily life example, um, a metaphor or analogy, we can think about it as a cake. So if you have a cake, you have the whole cake, right? And you may want to eat the whole cake. It's absolutely okay to decide then how you're gonna approach that process. Um, uh, you may want to, I don't know, let's say cut the cake into slices, or you may want to grab a spoon and just eat it without cutting it. Um, uh, regardless of the way in which you choose to eat the cake, whether it is slices, spoonfuls, or any other way that may be more creative than that, you may still have to cut it into smaller pieces. The same happens with your schoolwork and with your academic life. So when you first arrived to campus, they didn't necessarily tell you all of the papers and tests and assignments that you need to complete to get your degree. You may actually um, see that your academic life is divided into years. Then it's divided into semesters. Then it's divided into classes. Then it's divided into assignments, tests, and papers, and everything that you need to do to get your grades. All of that is gonna take you to the final result, like getting your degree or eating the whole cake. Mm -hmm. So everything that you're doing to get yourself to that final goal is taking you there, is taking you further. So that's why everything that you're doing today is important. And at the same time, sometimes we may feel really overwhelmed with everything that we need to do. So it's okay to just focus on the smaller things, the things that we may need to do this week, this month, as opposed to perhaps even the entire semester. And that kind of like sex me into the next tool, mm -hmm. which is for the segmentation piece, it is a great idea to also write down everything that you have to do for perhaps the week, the month, or the entire semester with your deadline. You may get to you may decide based on your anxiety level, what feels um, uh, like you have capacity for and and you know, if you have like less capacity at the moment, you may choose just a week or you may choose just one class, right? If you have a little more capacity, you may even choose the entire semester. You decide that. So um, once you have written down all of the things that you have to do for that time frame that you have decided, then also, like I said, write the deadline and write also how much effort you think that it may be involved in completing those assignments. Once you have written them down and categorized them based on urgency and amount of work, it may be easier to then approach each assignment because you now get to decide if you have capacity 
you may want to go for the ones that may involve a little more effort. And you may start even with like brainstorming, even if things involve quite a bit of effort, but you may have a significant amount of time to complete them by. If it is more urgent, but also it involves a lot of effort, you may decide as well if you want to like segment that into like also smaller pieces so that you can complete it on time as you have capacity or if it is like urgent but it doesn't involve a whole lot of time um, or effort you can still complete it really quickly perhaps and knock one of the things off your list so you the the main idea of this is that at any point you also get to decide where you start and what you have capacity for. I so appreciate this technique. This really reminds me of something my friend Denise said, just kind of to tie it in is it's like, you know, you have, you know, X amount of days, a full semester amount of days of work. And so we think, oh, I have to get this all done like this week. And it's like, well, there's time and you can break things into smaller chunks. And I, I can't even remember what I was talking about, but I was talking to my friend Denise and I was like, I have to do this and I have to do that. And it's like, I have to get it all done by October. And, you know, she really, like, nicely reminded me that, okay, but, like, you know, things you need to get done by then aren't going to be due to, like, tomorrow. You have some time to kind of figure it out and take it step by step. And I really appreciated that reframe. I think I'm, like, botching the metaphor. It was uh, very gentle when she said it to me. But um, I think that I really appreciate that, like, reminder that there is time and we can break it down into smaller chunks. And, like, you don't have to do the entire semester in a week when it can feel really overwhelming to think about it like that. Exactly. And everything that you're doing, no matter how little it is, is taking you to your final result. Mm -hmm. Everything is helpful. Yeah, I love that. One um, technique that I used a lot in graduate school is the Pomodoro technique. Um, And this is basically a technique. Pomodoro is Italian for tomato. So it's named after (laughs) a tomato shaped like kitchen timer. Um, And it's the idea of breaking down all of your tasks into 25-minute blocks. Between each block, you take a five-minute break. And then after completing four Pomodoros or, like, you know, chunks of doing 25 minutes of the task, five minutes of a break, you take a longer break, 15 to 30 minutes. The goal is to focus on one thing at a time or one project at a time. Determine how many Pomodoros that you might need and then avoid distractions. And so I would like literally like throw my phone off a cliff. Like I don't want to see you forever. (laughs) I would like minimize or like maybe even sometimes if I'm writing a paper and I don't need, like I have all my journal articles and things already downloaded. I would like turn off my internet or go somewhere where there is like physically no internet for me to get distracted. And so it's again about single focusing, kind of avoiding those distractions and just setting a very intense focus for a short amount of time and kind of doing those bursts. I, you know, don't know if it needs to necessarily be the 25 minute time breaks, like different things might feel good or better for different people. Maybe it's a little bit shorter. Maybe you do 20 minute time blocks and a 10 minute break. With the pandemic right now, our focus and our concentration are going to be different. We're not going to have the same capacity that we typically do. So shoot for 25 minutes and then five minute breaks. And if it doesn't feel like it's working, adjust. I so appreciate that because I I feel like, yes, 
um, uh, even setting a timer um, uh, for like however long, sometimes it feels like a challenging task. Mm -hmm. But once you're engaging and, and, and once you have found the right amount of time that, that feels right for you at any given moment, mm -hmm. then that, that can help you stay focused and just being compassionate with yourself. Yeah, and knowing that it might mm -hmm. shift. Maybe you can do 25 minutes one day and then the next day it's not going to be that long. Like, that's okay too. Um, I think, again, it is definitely about finding what fits for you. There are tons of apps that can help you out with this. I think I had one. I don't remember what the name is. And, you know, we don't probably want to advertise one thing or another. But, you know, there's a ton of different tools that can help you with some of this too. I think the trap is I would get, like, stuck searching for the tools and then not doing the thing, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. And that's why we also have Silver Cloud and Yoadwisk, right? Mm -hmm. Two tools that um, students can use at their disposal. Yeah, and I think you at WISC is really great about this too. Um, it's broken into three separate content areas, so Succeed, Thrive, and Matter. Thrive is all about mental health and physical well-being. Succeed is all about the academic stuff, getting study tips, you know, um, how can I get help with my classes? How can I email professors? And then the matter part is really about finding community on campus. Like, how do I make friends? How do I build relationships? How do I get connected to student organizations or find mentors? And so I think that it's set up in a way that it has a lot of different content cards. And so if you click on one and it's about tips for studying, what's gonna happen is then all the other content on studying that's both related to UW-Madison and like there also is content from like other blogs and websites and TED Talks, you'll get all of that information kind of sifted to you based on what your personal needs and wants are, which I think makes it really cool. Also completely yeah. confidential. That's, it's not like we're tracking this information on you. It's, we don't get any of that data, just like aggregate stuff about like, what are the links that people like or what what's getting the <laughs> highest views so we know to add more of that content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's definitely put the links um, down there for other people to access so you can find it quickly. That's great. Yeah, okay. and I really appreciate you mentioning that list and like the three um, uh, or multiple categories of um, uh, you at WISC because um, um, like even though today we're giving our listeners some tools on how to like study and all of that, we want to like also emphasize definitely how their well-being is so important and like how we cannot separate a person into like you know, multiple identities and the, the identities that make us us. Like the reality is that we are wholesome um, uh, and our identities, all of them matter and are important. And connecting is so important as well for even productivity. Mm -hmm. um, uh, mm -hmm. So we cannot just like have productivity and, and no connection whatsoever because then productivity is also going to be negatively impacted by not having, you know, connection, not building connections, not um, uh, socializing. So I appreciate so much you bringing that up because the the matters piece from you at WISC is so important too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even if you're thinking about grades and, and, and performance and effectiveness. Totally. And I think I would always fall into that trap, like personally, 
of like, I, I need to study, I need to get all this work done, I need to be super productive, I need to like have a lot of output. And then I wouldn't really self-care or the time that I was engaging in or trying to engage in a break or self-care, I was still like working or guilting myself for not working. Mm-hmm. And it came to me so late in life that if I actually just like could compartmentalize when I can and like take that break and like actually not think about any of the work stuff, I felt so much better jumping back into work. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to do yeah. and it's hard to kind of figure out those boundaries mentally, I think, for yourself. But um, once you kind of get there, I think that that can be a hugely important realization is like taking those breaks and taking that time is going to, you know, make you, you know, be better at the output and the productivity and all of those pieces. You know, I mm-hmm. also question why that was important to me in my life, but <laughs> that's another podcast for another <laughs> time. <laughs> exactly. That is awesome. Yeah. And that's getting so just even harder now with the pandemic and with the just kind of unknowns with what's going to happen next semester. I mean, regardless of your situation, you know, be it in-person classes, online, a mix of both. I mean, really, no matter what, it's going to be different. um, And that's going to take a lot of adjustment. And if you are, you know, doing things from home, studying or are home more, those those boundaries and that study time, that structure often isn't there. Um, and so it's it's really easy to get pretty overwhelmed with things. And so um, I think this has all been extremely helpful in finding, you know, finding what works for you in terms of, of that structure to, yes, get what you need done, but take breaks, self-care, take good care of yourself during this time and not expect yourself to be up to those same standards that you were, you know, fall era of spring semester. It's gonna be different. Yeah. Absolutely. And I appreciate, Casey, you mentioning, you know, the at-home piece, because even that can impact um, uh, how how much focus you, you can hold and for how long you can hold it and all of that. Because, like, even the members of, like, your household, let's say perhaps you are at home and, and what you think of home is here in Madison and perhaps you live alone. That is gonna impact how your engagement with the material is going to be, mm-hmm. or perhaps you're at home um, and it's like your parents' home, your family of origins home, right? And like also, who is in that space, right? Is it just your parents, and are your parents working, um, or is it that you also have to? Um, uh, fulfill additional responsibilities like taking care of like younger siblings and things like that. All of that is going to impact how much um, you're going to be able to focus, how much capacity you may have, um, uh, and also like how how quickly you may um, uh, feel tired and exhausted and overwhelmed. And that's why we have also great resources. So in terms of if you're struggling with your academics, there are resources like your advisor, there are resources like GUTS, um, uh, there's like the Dean of Students Office, and the Dean of Students Office, I always like to stress that it's a really great resource for also getting accommodations. So if you find yourself struggling to like meet deadlines and, and all of that, feel free to reach out to a Dean of Students office because they're there to support you. Sometimes we tend to think about them as like a punitive office and or like an authority and they're there 
to be there for you. They care about your well-being. And on the other side, if you're struggling with your mental health, we are here for you. And we have a whole array of resources available, including groups, individual counseling, we have workshops, we're going to have still processing spaces, like let's talk, um, uh, and we really care about your well-being, and we're also willing to explore how to find more balance so that in spite of the pandemic, you can still achieve your goals and take care of yourself at the same time. Thanks for sharing those resources, Mary. I think in particular, there's a series of workshops that we run every you know semester. They're going to be online, um, and they're so supporting student success workshops. And I know for sure there's one on like motivation. There's one on focus. Typically, um, there's different topics throughout the semester, and so keep an eye out for those. You don't need an access appointment. You can sign up online and schedule yourself for one of those. And so it's another great resource that you can get into without if you don't want to come through access or that doesn't maybe feel comfortable or safe yet, um, which is understandable, that's another resource you can access without having to do that step. Yes, thank you for mentioning that, Liz. And, and now, like, that gives us an easy way into our mindfulness exercise or our grounding exercise. And I took this exercise from the Creative Journal for Teens. And I really love this book because if you don't know me yet, I love art. I'm super artsy, crafty, um, uh, and I just love any tools that can give me access to um, uh, sharing artsy stuff with you all. So um, uh, it, this is a great exercise for managing anxiety and for like navigating perhaps having a multitude of thoughts that at times may be crossing our minds. So um, uh, this exercise um, is for you to like really make it your own. So it doesn't have a whole lot of structure or direction. And I know that in that society, we tend to struggle with that uncertainty, but just um, uh, try to like really like express yourself in whatever way feels right for you. So all you need is pen and paper. Um, it can be like a colored pencil. It can be um, a color marker, or it can just be regular ink um, of any sort. So I'll give you a few seconds in between each step. And for listeners, please just take as long as you need with each step. There's only three steps. Um, and you can take as long as you need or want with each one of them and feel free to pause the podcast while completing the steps and that way you can get extra time. But right now and just go over them just quickly and briefly. So the first step is just drawing and doodling as if you're talking on the phone, letting go of any judgment or criticism. It's not an art assignment. No one's going to see it other than you. The second step is writing, writing down all of the words or brief sentences that may come to mind. Also let go of any judgment about penmanship, grammar, 
or spelling. And the final step is choosing one of the words that you just wrote and writing all of your thoughts and feelings about that word. Again, letting go of any judgment about penmanship, grammar, or spelling. And now, just kind of like bringing it back in and checking in about how that felt for you. Please feel free to use this exercise when you may be feeling a little foggy or anxious or if there is a lot going on. This is a really great way of funneling perhaps even the root of all of that anxiety and that stress. And like even understanding a little more perhaps what's going on in all of that fog and all of those thoughts that may be lingering. And it's a great way of just refocusing. Any thoughts about that and like potentially the use for this activity, friends? Yeah, I really like that. Immediately what came to mind for me was just, I like that there's the drawing and doodling aspect along with writing. I think for a lot of folks, like if you keep like an open prompt of like journal your thoughts, like people are just like, I don't, I don't know what that means. What is that? And I feel like this really pulls at it without going in any one specific direction, just seeing what's there. Um, and I think a lot of stuff could come up. That's, that's really great. And I always like how like drawing and writing make me kind of slow down because I cannot draw or write at like the pace of my like frantic thinking sometimes. So I do appreciate that um, component of it also. Thank you, friends. Yeah, I, I really love this exercise and really the feedback has been really positive. Um, so we will be adding um, uh, the name of the book um, uh, and the author on the description of the podcast and this episode. Great. Thank you, Mary. That's an awesome resource. You can definitely use that um, anytime too, which is great. So, all right. Well, feel free to tag us on social media using hashtag connecting badgers uh, with any thoughts, feedback, requests for topics or questions that you would like us to answer. Um, our next topic will be talking more in depth about uh, group counseling and the offerings for fall semester. Thank you for listening. And as a reminder, if you're struggling, you can always access our 24-hour crisis line for support, whether you are in Wisconsin or any other state, by calling us at 608-265-5600, option number nine. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, folks.